Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today's the Day Changemakers podcast. I am Jody Grinwald. If you haven't already, please go to the Today's the Day Changemakers YouTube channel and hit subscribe. This week, my guest is Wendy Lisko, Executive Director, Arts Ed NJ. Wendy is a champion of the transformative power of arts education for both students and educators. She is the recipient of the 2021 Outstanding Lifetime Contribution to Arts Education Award presented at New Jersey's annual Governor's Awards in Arts Education. Arts Ed NJ was established in 2007 with the mission to provide a unified voice for a diverse group of constituents who agree on the educational benefits and impact of the arts, specifically the contributions they make to students' achievement and a civilized, sustainable society. Go to artsednj.org for more information about their programming. Please subscribe to the Today's the Day Changemakers YouTube channel, stream this podcast on all streaming sites. Reviews and shares are always welcomed and help us to be heard. Like us on Facebook and Instagram by going to Today is the Day, Live It. To learn more about Today is the Day Consulting and Coaching Services and the new Today is the Day Changemakers Connective, go to todayistheday.liveit.com. Sign up for our mailing list to be notified when new events and networking opportunities become available. Also, I am the CEO and co-founder of the Zach G. Applauder Kids Foundation. To learn more about how the organization is connecting children with a financial need to an ongoing creative outlet, go to applaudourkids.org. The views expressed by all Today's the Day Changemakers podcast guests are their own. Their appearance on the Today's the Day Changemakers podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity that they represent. Have a great week, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today's the Day Changemakers podcast. I am Jody Grinwald, and as I've been saying now for over two years, I get to interview the changemakers, the inspirers, and those who are disrupting the status quo in the best way possible somewhere in the world. And uh, today I have Wendy Lisko with me. Hi, Wendy. How are you? I'm great. Hope you're doing well celebrating this new year. I am so excited. 2023 is here and we're right here in the in the middle of January when we're airing this. So it's an exciting time for all of us. Looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I'm just going to do what I always do, Wendy. I share, you know, a little bit from your bio and then we're going to talk a little bit about your your evolution to where you are today. So Wendy Lisko is the executive director for Arts Ed NJ. She's a champion of the transformative power of arts education for both students and educators. Most recently, before going to Arts at NJ, she served 17 years at the Marstown, New Jersey-based Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation, where she began her work at, Do- at um, Dodge's arts grant-making area. Is that correct? It was the, yes. the grant-making area? Eventually becoming education program officer, leading its education and technical assistance programs. She has steered statewide initiative, advocacy, arts integration, and culturally relevant and responsive practices, especially for children attending New Jersey's most historically underserved school districts. She is the recipient, and congratulations to you on this, of the 2021 Outstanding Lifetime Award of, for educate, Arts Education um, that was presented at New Jersey's Annual Governor Awards in Arts Ed. How exciting is that, Wendy? Congratulations to you on that. So how new are you to Arts Ed NJ? Well, I'm six months into my new role as Executive Director at Arts Ed New Jersey. And I have had, however, a long history with Arts Ed New Jersey. I was 
sort of at the table at its beginnings over 15 years ago when we were having this brainchild that we needed to ensure that every single child had a, a terrific, strong, sequential arts education, which I was so fortunate to have growing up. That, that's amazing. And we're going to get to that because now I want to I want to go back in time, as I always do with all my guests and and learn a little bit more about you. And so tell us, where were you born and where did you grow up? I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I grew up there and spent um, most of my years there until I went to college in Ann Arbor, Michigan and went back to Cincinnati for some professional internships and training and then I did make my way to New Jersey in around 1985. So I have been in New Jersey longer than I've lived anywhere else. So oh. I do call New Jersey my home. Oh, that's awesome. That's wonderful. So tell us about a little bit about how did you get connected to the arts as a child? Is that where it all started? I think so. I, I had two loves in my life when I was growing up. One was arts and one was nature and biology. Um, as a little girl, I was the baby in the family, sort of on my own a lot. And I spent a lot of time art making. I would look at magazines and, and make what I saw and painted what I saw. And I started businesses when I was a little girl, you know, making stuffed animals, you know, those smushy stuffed animals that are such a trend right now I noticed across the nation I had my own little business doing that kind of thing I made sand art um, whatever I saw I sort of turned into something that I would share with others and then in, in about seventh grade I I discovered the theater and I I was just the legs of you know how when somebody sits over your body and the legs kick and the and the body on top does the talking <laughs> I was the legs and in a talent show and I never turned back from there I had the opportunity to start making costumes and um, writing and performing and stage managing I had a chance to do every part of it and and I found myself and I noticed that the kids around me were just finding themselves. They were finding mm -hmm. something to focus on and that mattered. And they were making things, literally finding our voices. And, um, you know, I ended up pursuing that for, for a career as well as education. Um, you know, at the time I was growing up, um, you know, it was not the thing to do to just be an artist. Um, so I, I, I studied education um, with a, a goal of teaching and, um, and ended up realizing that I, I didn't feel that I understood the profession of the theater. I understood some of the craft. I was 18 years old, 20 years old. I hadn't really done it. And I was wondering, how do I actually teach something? Um, maybe I would just do an internship. And I took an internship in directing and was immediately brought into the world of improvisation and producing and directing and teaching others. And, and so I spent, um, oh, about 20 years 
as a professional producer and director and dramaturg. I loved new plays. I loved working with writers. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, it, people were saying things in ways that meant and were impacting and changing. Um, you know, I was thinking about this, the title of your show, you know, Change Makers. Um, I always saw that there were things that could be changed in the world. And I thought the theater, I felt the theater had a major way of creating change because of the storytelling. Um, so I, I pursued it with all my heart. And then um, all the way along, we were using theater education. Mm -hmm. And I was very committed to education, um, I, you know, and what I got. I mean, going back to your original question, I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent. No, please keep you going. Know, this is amazing. You know, that that change, that sense of power that I found in myself, I felt, how do you make sure that every kid gets that opportunity? They get it through other things. You know, you find, hopefully you find it you know, maybe you find it in sports or, you know, math or, you know, um, but you have to find not, not just that you're good at it, but it gives you a sense of voice and identity and agency. So um, how do we make that happen for every kid? And it doesn't just happen. You know, somebody has to plan for it. I used to think we were born you know, being a, you know, came out of the womb, singing in with rhythm, et cetera. And I do think it is within us, but I think it has to be brought out. It has to be taught and um, nurtured. I was going to say nurtured. Absolutely. And, and there has to be a vehicle, you know, that's the thing. It's that, and for so many, and you know that, you know, I, I'm CEO of a not-for-profit that's all about the, the arts and, and helping those underserved to be able to connect in an ongoing way for up to 15 years with the arts. But a lot of times, if they find the craft, if they are introduced to it and they can't afford it, it disappears. And that connection, once it's it's all of a sudden there's a spark, but then it's if it's lost because there can't there's not affordability then there is a piece of loss connected to it. And that's why if you find it, it was very important for our organization to, to keep that connection going. So I totally, totally understand um, what it's given to you. What advice or what could you tell somebody that may be listening that doesn't have that connection to the arts? What would you say to them in, in a sentence or two that the arts really provides and why people should support it? You know, I think arts are a flower and they are a tool. And the flower, I feel, is is sort of that energy. And this is where my my commitment to nature and biology and in the environment sort of merge with art is because I feel like that power, that connection is created through the arts and expression mm -hmm. somehow the things that we don't talk about normally or are able to easily articulate it be it values or emotions or whatever the arts allow us to sort of express those discover them explore them and 
that is critical to our mental health. It is critical to our joy. Um, it is that, you know, it's such a complicated thing, I think, to put into words the power of that flower. But I think if anybody is sat quietly um, in nature, that feeling of being part of something bigger or has allowed themselves, either be it cooking or knitting or um, creating any little thing where they feel in a flow where you you like, where, where did that time go? That is sort of the power of, of the arts and creativity. I also do think it's a tool for those people who realize, you know, that every minute or feel like every minute needs to be changing academic um, prowess uh, or it needs to be building um, confidence or some sort of social emotional skill. It is also a tool to do all those things. I used to, you know, I'm not a big fan of this silver bullet um, concept and, you know, cause I don't believe there is a silver bullet for anything yet. If there is something that I think gets closest to that idea of being something for everybody and to solve all problems in the world, I, I, I still believe what the, you know, the 12 year old girl thought um, way back then um, that it can really be a salve for just about anything. Oh, that was so well put, so well put. So tell everybody what Arts Ed NJ does. Mm. Well, I feel like I, I found my bliss, right? Because I was funding opportunities in my previous life for other people to um, make sure that arts was getting to all kids. And now I get to, um, I, I don't want to say leave because our our board, our steering committee, and the staff of Arts Ed New Jersey are all really leading. But I have the opportunity to be in the role of ex executive director of an organization that is a collective impact model, which not everybody necessarily understands. It was, a it's taking many partners, our tagline I think says it all, many partners, one voice. We bring together anybody who has a stake in ensuring arts education is successful. So that includes everybody from the teacher associations um, that represent music and theater and dance um, and visual arts to the associations that represent administrators, principals, superintendents, school boards, teachers union, anybody, um, including nonprofits um, who are also doing this work, everybody who needs to be at the table to make sure that we have the policies in place and the tools and the, you know, the interest, you know, your initial question of why, to make sure that every kid every day, every year, has a quality arts education in New Jersey. How do people, where do people find you? Well, hopefully they find us um, at our website. That's www.artsednj.org. Um, and any hashtag um, or for all the social networks, we are there. Um, they can also find us at our SEL center. Uh, so we have a center that is nationally focused um, for social emotional learning that is making the connections between um, arts and that social emotional learning. And that is arts ed 
sel.org. And, um, you know, they could probably find us through our Arts Ed Now campaign. Um, I think one of the things I'm most proud of over the years that our, our organization did was that we, we recognized that um, we needed to have tools to do this advocacy. So we've created an Arts Ed Now campaign that's all at artsednow.org where you can find all kinds of marketing tools or branding tools or things that you can um, share with parents and supervisors to, to tell the story um, and school board members because um, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to scare people or, you know, raise up red flags, but I always do feel like um, that there are things that can divert us from the importance of the arts, you know, especially um, as we come out of the pandemic and people are starting to think about um, what is next and reimagine. And there's a teacher shortage and, um, and it's hard to recruit teachers now. So there are things that we have to keep our eye on and we have to keep our eye on making sure that arts are happening in our school because they are actually, I'm going to go back to my silver bullet. You know, I think they are an important tool to help us all heal post pandemic. Absolutely. Pam 10 is a leader in IT enterprise solutions and staffing. They are driven to transform their clients' business performances. They do this every day by providing their clients with the best services and products. Products like BizLego, an online community platform, and Colear, a unique learning management system. They also transform the lives of women and children through their associated nonprofits, SheTech, which supports women in and joining the technology field, and Softkin, support organization for kids in need. Pam 10, technology for social good. Go to pam10.com for more information. There's not a lot of people that I can think of that I know that that they don't connect to music. They don't connect to theater. They, they connect to something related to that entertainment industry or the art industry that helps to whisk them away for a little bit, right? Whether, whether it's a movie, a TV show, theater, you know, music, live music, or music from the radio. We're always, we don't realize how much where our lives are infused with art naturally. Now, for some students, and I, I want to just say this because I know you know this too, but for my listeners, is that there are some students that academics, math and English and history and science, they know they have to pass those classes, but they don't feel connected to them. It's that music class once a day or once a week and I know from my own personal children, my my youngest, she shared this on a podcast I had on young entrepreneurs that it was that that is what she looked forward to because that's where she excelled and it gave her her confidence. So if we don't have this, because you're talking about reimagining and, the you know, there is a massive shortage because I'm looking for a music director for our performance group and I'm having a heck of a time trying to find someone. Do you have any insight as to why that is happening at all through through what you've, you know, all of your connections? Why is there this massive shortage of teachers when it comes to the arts? Well, I don't think it's uh, exclusive to the arts, unfortunately, um, or fortunately. Um, they, I think there, 
there was um, a shortage of teachers prior to the pandemic. And of course, um, the pandemic really hit education very hard. Um, and teachers are feeling exhausted. They went through the pandemic as well. They had the same sort of fears and they had to hold up a world of protection and safety for hundreds of kids every single day. They had to show up. And I think as they um, have come back into the classroom um, and back into school, uh, the, the, you know, they are, they're juggling extra balls. They were already juggling a lot of balls. Now they're juggling multiple new roles. They have to, um, you know, substitute teach. They have to sit, you know, they have a lot of demands. And mm -hmm. um, I'll mm -hmm. be honest with you, um, and it's a campaign that we're, we have promoted and we're going to continue to promote. I'm not sure we appreciate and send the love to teachers that they deserve. There was that bright moment right at the beginning of the pandemic where I think par parents realized, wow, this is hard to show up every day and, you know, teach children all day long and um, do it well. Um, but we have to get back to really appreciating teachers. Now, I believe this will turn around. I really do. But we have to do the work. Um, and I think a lot of art makers have realized that the, the, the environment in which they work needs to change as well. Um, during my um, coming up in the theater, it was all work all the time. I even scheduled when I was going to have give birth to my twins. You know, I had to plan that between an opening of a show and, you know, right after the end of the season, you know, I, I mean, that's how invested I was into it. So the work-life balance um, hasn't proven to celebrate um, the artistic spirit. Um, I, I do think we have to get the next generation of artists thinking about teaching. Um, mm -hmm. There is, there are many, not all artists are about teacher, being a teacher. They're not all about change for, you know, societal or social justice. And, but there are a lot of young people, I think, who want to make change right now. I agree. I agree. And that, that, you know, it's funny you say that because of the focus this year um, moving forward is really for me to interview more young change makers. You know what I mean? And, and because there are a lot of, a lot of that, a lot of younger generation people that are part of that younger generation that they're, they're doing things already. They just need a little bit of, uh, of mentorship and a little bit of a push and, and for us to lift them up as they continue to make change. They are the next, they're the next generation to take over. So we need to encourage and provide them that, that insight. Um, I, I know you have something big coming up on January 16th that, that we need to talk about. So what, can you share a little bit about this upcoming program you have? Yes. Um, I'm excited to share that. We are um, sponsoring the Culturally Responsive Arts Education Workout and Guided Conversations. It is an eight-week asynchronous course. 
air quotes around the course because it's um, a curated opportunity to look into culture, identity, and justice. And what does that mean as an individual? What does it mean in terms of interpersonal relationships? And what does it mean in terms of systems? Um, you know, all three of those levels. And every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you'd receive a prompt that has a maximum of 30 minutes of videos or readings or podcasts to listen to, to spark your thoughts about culture, um, identity, culturally responsive practice, and what that might look like in the classroom. Um, it, and again, it works at personal level and it works, I, I believe, on an, on an educational level. And while it's focused on it, um, art teachers, it's also highly appropriate for any teacher, any administrator, superintendent, parent, school board member, anybody who cares about education. Um, and it kicks off on January 16th. Um, I, and it won't be too late to sign up. You go to www.artsednewjersey/cray/workout, um, and you'll see information about it. And you can click there to register and, and get on board. We also have every other week we have conversations where we invite people to come and talk about what they're thinking and learning. So um, usually about 30 to 60 people will show up for that. But I really encourage people to join us. There are you know, over 200 people already registered to, to participate in this conversation and be a part of a community that is really thinking about how to make sure that every single child not only gets that arts education or quality education, but feels like they are part of the education. They see themselves in the, their education. Is there a cost, Wendy? Oh, it's free. Okay, that's what I, I wanted to make sure we shared that. So that's No, no, that's not a problem at all. And I know that we'll be airing a little bit after um, that date. So just so you know, you said that it's still good, the timing for, for people to sign up. What is the latest they could sign up? Do you know? Do you have that date or not? Well, I, I'd say the 20th, you know, um, the way it's structured is that there's about four weeks of content that happens over eight weeks. So we realized how busy people are. And so we give them the second alternate, you know, week to sort of continue to do the work. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun too. There are art making prompts. There are great reflection prompts. There are movie suggestions because we know that people have been, when they, when they participate in this, they need to talk about it. You know, so I know a lot of people have made it a whole family event. Um, and so um, they either have a dinner time conversation about it or they watch these movies together. Um, there's a Google Classroom. So there's a community of ways to sort of share what you're thinking and working on. So I really... Um, encourage people to sign up and have it be a part of their new year um, resolutions to sort of think differently and feel better about um, difference. 
I, I think this is this sounds wonderful. And as you said, it it covers the gamut from uh, parents to educators to to anyone who's interested in really helping to understand better understand the arts, the impact, the differences, people's differences, and how we can teach children to interact better together. Does that cover basically what yeah. you're sharing? And it's really, I should say, it's less about teaching kids how to interact, but how to have the adults see their kids and their unique abilities, their cultures, what they are bringing to the table. And, and it ties back to um, what you're talking about of really wanting to represent younger change makers, because how do we support the change maker in every kid? That's right. That is that is that is so true. How do we do that? And we need to we need to learn how to do that better. So this that's wonderful that you have this program going. I do have a question for you. Um, in regards to you talked about being producing, being behind the scenes, making costumes, doing all. Have you been on the stage? Have you been able to be in shows yourself? I was all the way through college, and then I realized um, I loved the interpreting of characters a lot and I wanted to do it for all the characters on stage you know? <laughs> which doesn't make you a good um, co-actor so I realized that I was really a, a director at heart and um, and I love the words and how to shape them and the storytelling and so I ended up doing the dramaturgy and directing that's My great you... an actor um, let me leave it to him yeah so what kind of actor is he is he with on theater as well He's a theater actor and he um, he does a lot of work off Broadway and he's been doing a lot of work recently at the NJ Rep, which is down in Long Branch, a great theater that focuses on new plays. So it's in the family even. This is awesome. My daughter, I have two, I have twin daughters. One is a teacher and one is in the theater. She's in in, does wardrobe um, over at the Georgie Playhouse. Oh, that's a, that's a a great venue. That's what they do. Wonderful things there. That, so that's, see, that's, what's nice too, is you can, as a family have conversations about these things and everybody's connected through the arts. Look at that. You're a prime example of it. And education. They were, our conversations and, and, and it gives me, um, I can sort of take the pulse of what's happening in schools through my daughter and, you know, and, and how teachers, but and students and parents are really working their way back. And it's so both my daughter's teachers. So what one is becoming a music music teacher, and she she has a little bit of her own, um, you know, uh, her own students. And then my other goes into middle schools and in New York, and she teaches about film. So. So I understand about being able to have those conversations. Uh, so thank you so much, Wendy. I, I'm so excited to have you on in January as one of my first guests in 2023. Is there anything else before I ask you the last question that you would like to share? No, I, I think we covered a lot of territory. <laughs> we did. We did. And we probably could go on and on because I know there's so many things that that you've learned. You know, we didn't talk a little anything about what happened over at Dodge, but I know that there's a lot of you did a lot of great stuff there. Um, and I would also I did think of something I want to p- get people to save the date. I know it feels far away, but we um, we also, as you mentioned, um, run the governor's awards the Mm -hmm. Arts Education Governors Awards, which would be happening June 2nd. Um, 
And it's an amazing opportunity to see hundreds of really um, amazing young people receive their awards and perform. And it's down at the War Memorial. And, um, and we are working really hard this year to open it up to the general public because we feel like it's not, it's always been open, but goes beyond the parents to really celebrate these young people. They've all gone through other competi competitions and have been selected from those competitions to come to the Governor's, Governor's Awards. It is really um, a beautiful event and, and um, we hope people will put it on their calendars. Absolutely. Where can they find more information about that as it becomes available? It'll be on our website. And it, um, it'll be there probably within um, by February. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, my new question for this year is mm. to share a lesson learned could be personal or professional with either an upcoming, you know, young, young change maker, or it would also help somebody who's also seasoned something that you've learned along the way that you could pass along. Yeah. So many things flood through my mind. Um, some of them I just read about, you know, in my sort of beginning of the year thinking, but I'd have to say the one that is so important to me and I think has taught, been taught to me through the arts has been, is to be not, don't be afraid to fail. That failing up, um, that we, failure is part of this, this journey, it's part of creativity and, um, and it, there is no shame. It is actually the opportunity to grow and be better. And um, and whatever voices get in your head, be they a parent, teacher, friend, whatever, who's trying to sort of turn that failure into, you know, shame or blame, turn it around because you're only get you're on your path to getting better. Mm, that's beautiful. You know, Brene Brown says. Okay. Instead of the word, I don't know if you've heard this from her before, instead of the word failure, if you could say you fell, because when you fall, you get back up. Mm. And so it's kind of a nice way to look at it is that, you know, as a baby, you know, a toddler, you're walking around and you fall down, you scrape a knee, you get back up, the knee heals and you keep going. We don't stop walking just because we scraped our knee. We right. keep going. We keep running. Actually, we probably run before we walk sometimes, right? I know my own kids did that. So I love what you're saying is that, you know, we have, we learn from those failures or falls and then we get back up and we do it all over again. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, no problem. And again, one more time, website where they can find you if you have that in front of you. www.artsednj.org. Awesome. Wendy Lisko, I am so happy to have you on this January with us. Thank you for being a change maker, the executive director of Arts Ed NJ. And we're looking forward to those dates. Remember, go to the website to sign up for the January 16th programming. Hold the date for June 2nd for the Governor's Awards. Lots of great things coming out of Arts Ed NJ. And please take a moment to say hi to Wendy when you have a chance. Wendy, thanks again. Um, I'm gonna, I am so excited that we had this conversation. Me too. Thank you, Judy. I'm going to say what I say at the end of every single podcast. Today is the day. You cannot go back to yesterday and you do not yet own tomorrow. So what small or large step are you going to take today to get yourself closer to your goal or your goals? Have a great week, everyone.